Welcome back to the show, y'all, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen each other for, what is it, like a week? Because Texas has gotten snowed in, or we're not snowed in anymore, but they were shutting down our power, all of this stuff. But on today's episode, we're going to be talking to two special guests about what it's like to be a mother in the kingdom of God and just venture into all different topics related um, to that subject. Welcome back to the Created Curious podcast. I'm here with Lee and Sierra from the Harvest podcast. Yeah, that's right. Welcome to the studio. If you haven't watched this show before, this podcast is all about uh, exploring the nature and character of God through conversations, ideas, and stories. And so let's just jump right in because we already kind of got <laughs> warmed up and talking. So tell everyone and, and just I want to know uh, how the harvest got started. What made y'all want to talk or do a podcast and where y'all at right now? And what's <clears throat> what's the purpose? The harvest. The harvest. <laughs> Go ahead, Sarah. You, you got this. Um, so, yeah, basically like two years ago, the Lord actually just gave me a vision for um, a platform where people could listen, like a podcast. Yeah. And basically, we just see so many people leave ministry like after we graduate from college and we start going out into the real world. We've seen so many people just like not have community. And so... Mm. Um, basically the Lord was like, wouldn't it be super cool if we could create that for people so we could bring our really rich community that we live in, which is like at Mountain Valley with all of our best friends. And if we could take that and create it for other people so they could listen in and be a part of it with us. And I was like, okay, that sounds really cool, Lord. (laughs) Like maybe. And then I just sat on it for two Ah. years and then finally um, Tony Gates, she's like the one to think for all of us because mm. she just like hyped it up. She's like, that's amazing. Do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I just texted Lee and I was like, hey, you want to do this really wild thing with me? And she said, yes. I know. I'm like, microphones don't intimidate me. Let's go. For real. You're like the most <laughs> perfect person for public speaking. Oh, I love you. Because y'all have been friends for a while. Yeah. Going so back long. six years. So before Ethan and Sierra were married and before they had kids and before we had four kids. Um, yeah, we met in Huntsville. Gosh, that's crazy. We're both like we're out of the same Houston Chi Alpha yeah. bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ryan and I planted a church in New Waverly. And so we kind of removed ourselves, but still wanted to keep um, obviously ministry in forefront. And then that community that is so important to us that we learn to disciple people in and raise people up in. And we just got a lot of overflow from Chi Alpha at Huntsville down to New Waverly. And so Sierra went to church there when she was like super young. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like eight. I was 17 yeah oh wow super young yeah it was so I, I grew up in church my whole life I've been churched and it was the first church I ever went to that wasn't my home church yeah. like I grew up in a very Baptist church and then I just came from Chi Alpha to Journey yeah. in New Waverly and it was my first time ever going to church on a Saturday I remember my mom being like what <laughs> what cult like, have you joined <laughs> but she was grateful because it, at that time it was like still I was still in Chi Alpha I was going to church on Saturday and I still went to my church on Sundays oh. and Wednesdays so she was like that's a lot of church in a week that feels good <laughs> I was like you're welcome mom <laughs> and so uh, yeah I was 17 when I started going to your church mm-hmm. and I think we really started digging in with Ethan and Sierra like right before they got married they had done um premarital counseling through Chi Alpha and then 
we I don't know how we started we were sitting at the pool at Mariah's bachelorette party and you were like you know it'd be really fun because Ethan (laughs) wanted to be a cop that's right and so Ethan and Ryan were like um, we were trying to get them to be friends and so you were like let's do premarital counseling together and I was like totally that's right (laughs) let's do that so that's where it all started so was was Lee just the like it was like a no-brainer for you just Lee was the person you're gonna do it Lee was the person because there's like not a lot of other people that understand me like Lee understands me, but also we just get each other's humor. And um, any, I think I, th- I think with anyone else, I'd be really nervous, actually. I'm like mm. a really nervous person. And so you I You said you were like, nervous before this. Yes, and, I'm, <laughs> and I probably already turned red, right, when you made me answer that question. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm naturally just really nervous. And when it's Lee and I, it's just like talking with my best friend because there's been so much life lived together. So yeah, it makes it easier. Sometimes yeah. I feel like the, the one, like the people who are naturally like more quiet and nervous to talk usually have the most profound things to say it's so true <laughs> probably not coming from me that is not the truth you hear from the lord and you are bold when it's from the lord no stop it You're good. Yeah. so we were kind of talking earlier about uh, in ltc it's a leadership training class that uh, uh chi alpha does at um here in college station we we're talking through a portion of a book called uh youth of flame Mm -hmm. and the the chapter is bartholomew it's all about uh just uh, gender dynamics uh sex like all these things that you need to learn about from Mm -hmm. a biblical point of view in order to get through college you know to get through life in in general and we were kind of i I wanted to get you guys to because we had some people in our class um some some girls that that were a little confused about why, you know, Paul in Corinthians um, says to go to your husband before you speak in front of the church and, and, and why is there gender dynamics and stuff. Being two people that are married, have kids, and, like, have lived a little bit, mm-hmm. would, you, would y'all say there's an importance to that? Like, there's importance to understand that and understand how to operate in, in the way God intended? Yeah, totally. I'll let you take it. I've been married like a second (laughs) and I've only been a mom for three years. So, Uh, okay. Um, I definitely do. I think we, I mean, we've been married, man, pressure's on. It feels like 20 years, but it's not been that long. Maybe 15, I think maybe 16. Sorry, Ryan. Shout out Ryan. I know. I love you so much. I'm really bad with the date. Um, but in that, of course, like when you first get married, you're like, oh yeah, wives, you should submit husbands. You should live like the church. Like, Mm pretty sure that was in our marriage vows but it's really harder to walk out Mm -hmm. and I think the thing of the fall is that we are constantly living in this tension of what the world says is good and right and how to do a relationship Um, and most of the time that's super contradictory to what actually the Lord wants you to do Mm. and so I think it did it does take a while Um, like I was telling out earlier I grew up an only child in my home Um, my mom and my dad pretty much let me do whatever I wanted to do, if I could convince them it was the thing to do, Mm. you know, I didn't get told no a whole lot, but that wasn't because of like any, I mean, I just learned how to manipulate the system. And so I took that into like a newly like devoted person to Jesus. Who's now working with a different family member, my husband, how do I not manipulate a situation to get Mm. what I want? And is what I want the right way, or does he have a better way? but I'm pretty sure my way is the right way. <laughs> right. So how do I reconcile all of that, you know? Yeah. Um, and ultimately it comes down to like when we as women walk with Jesus and we decide to then join our lives with a husband, 
we are in fact saying like we trust the Jesus who lives inside of you just as much as we do the Jesus inside of us. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm trusting Jesus with my day in and day out, what my decisions are regarding where I work, how I spend my money, how we raise our children, then I have to like, if I've pledged my life to be one with this man, then I actually have to trust the Jesus in him just as much. Yeah. Which <laughs> the world convinces us that like, that's not how you do it. Well, they, yeah. they convince us that that's actually like, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a statement of identity. Yeah. It's like, you are worse because yeah. submission. Yeah. And that's like, where did we get that idea? Yeah, I think that, yeah, there is something about, like, being a submissive wife that people are like, oh, that sounds like a doormat. Yeah. You know? But I think that when a submissive wife pairs well with a husband who exalts her and lifts her up and loves her like the church, mm-hmm. it's actually a really beautiful thing because mm-hmm. um, I think it's like uh, this book that you read, Love and Respect. Mm-hmm. It's like this cycle. Like, I submit to my husband and the things that, like, we're disagreeing about or maybe we're agreeing about or just things that we're putting on the table and in turn that is feeding who the lord actually intended for a man to be is Mm. like oh wow she trusts me i'm gonna turn that trust and i'm gonna like shower that love and praise on her and i feel so loved and praised and worthy that it's easy it's easier than for me to do it the next time and so it really is the cyclical thing and sometimes it just takes one person in a marriage just to Mm -hmm. make the first right choice it's called the love and respect cycle. Yeah. So like when you when you respect your husband and his decision making or even just like his thought process of like walking something out and you just come under that and mm-hmm. you say okay, like I don't I don't know that I actually agree with this. And that's okay. Like I think part of being submissive it doesn't mean that you just say yes and amen like mm-hmm. like he's lord. Right. He's not. You know, he serves the lord and he hears from Jesus and so you come under that and then you just say like okay, like I hear you and I don't agree with it, but I'm going to take it to Jesus too. And I'm going to trust that you're taking it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And out of that respect, then he'll come in and like love you because of it. Yeah. And it does, it just takes one person like breaking the cycle. Cause the more you come at them, like thinking submission's bad, the more you come at it fighting that, mm-hmm. then the more they're going to like re- withdraw because you yeah. are attacking like the way that the Lord created them to be and to love. Mm-hmm. And so, so like different uh, difference in opinion and disagreements, those are okay to 100%. have. Hundred percent. Yes. Yes. So sorry, I'm having. I'm just having a contraction. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sierra is pregnant, by the way, Secretly guys. Secretly hoping and we have a baby today. No, right, right. <laughs> she was like, "You just you're gonna have a bunch of clickbait after, because I, I can pop anytime." <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Um, no, but you're so right. Like yeah. disagreeing and hashing things out and processing so important um at ryan and i rarely agree eye to eye on something initial yeah um, and we talked to the, about this a little bit in our last podcast when, mm-hmm. we, when we brought ryan and ethan on but it's more like because he hears from the lord and he trusts the lord i can then take those things to the lord on his behalf mm. yeah so if we've had a disagreement or i know because of history with him that this is going to be an issue and it's going to be a tense thing i'm like covering that thing in prayer right. already i'm like jesus i don't know if i'm right but we need to have a conversation. This is going to be hard. Like and quietly. Sp- yeah. Quietly praying about it. Quietly. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not like preaching at him <laughs> while I'm praying. Yeah. You know? And it, and it seems like, like if, if, if agreement is never like come upon, like come to where you're like, the Lord doesn't change your opinion and mm-hmm. you're still like, well, I wish we should go this way. That is the reason for the leadership role of the husband yeah. because 
with two parties of any any anybody, whether that's like a friendship or like not not necessarily a friendship, but a uh, like Caleb and I, right? Yeah, co-working like, situation. I lead the the show and mm-hmm. and all of these things. Caleb is irreplaceable, mm-hmm. but uh, in the end, I make the decision, mm-hmm. and and we could agree, we could disagree. But that's the point is like it's not this just cyclical cycle of trying to figure it out. It's like, well, we disagree. There, a decision has to be made defaults to the husband. Yes. It's not like a mm-hmm. big deal. Right. It's just it's the way that it was set up in order to actually get things done. Yeah. And it's actually kind of nice. Like when that pressure is like off of <laughs> right. you, you know, like you're yes. not like the one having to make decisions for your entire family, mm. the spiritual work, like the, mm-hmm. all of the things that go into being a man and like leading a house. I'm like, I'm grateful. It's not me. That's making the last minute decision. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I'm always like, Ethan, you got that, bro. Cause your girl doesn't. Yes. <laughs> and it's nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Cause it seems like, although the, the, the wife and the, the mom like has, a lot of you you guys are just talking about it before trying to figure out dinner around the podcast (laughs) and like where are the kids gonna be how are you gonna transport them and and it's it's a full-time gig um but the the nice thing is that because the husband has like takes that 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 decisionary role that that uh, leader role the responsibility of where the family is led is on him Mm -hmm. so it's not like you have to figure out all of this dynamics of running the family and have all the responsibility on you as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, man, I just, I had this like quick little memory. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a couple of years ago and I think that I had just, I think I had just quit my teaching job to come home again. And I was really ready for like a little brain relaxation, like thinking being at home again would help. Um, and Ryan and I were having a tense conversation about something. I can't even remember what it was. And he was like, I just, I I don't know what, what all is on your plate. Like you keep saying your plate is so full, but I don't understand, (laughs) you know, and nothing against him, you know, and we were talking about this earlier. We're like 90% of what we're doing is in our brains and Mm -hmm. it's like just fighting all of the battles and thinking through all the things. But I can remember telling him like everything that I was thinking through, like all of the issues mm-hmm. of the day, you know, whether it's like the budget and the groceries and the coupons and the <laughs> watching the sales. And did you even think that I needed to watch the sales? Probably not, but I do, you okay. know, like like all, all four of the kids, like someone needs to get rid of a passy. Someone needs to get potty trained. Mm-hmm. Someone's having like weird outbursts of anger. Where's this coming from? Like, and mm-hmm. the why is it me? Is it how I talk to him? Is it how I talk to you? Like you just, I was totally. just like rambling all of the thoughts in like one day and I'm like and that's one day like that's just today and he was like I love you so much and I'm so sorry what can I take off I'm like you can't take off any of that like that's just the stuff that I do but what I'm saying is like I need I need everything else to be you right now because I can't think about one more thing um but I think that that's like I mean that's part of the fall too is like we just can't turn our brains off to our families it's like the the joy and the and the blessing and the curse all rolled into like one big bittersweet thing of mm-hmm. being like wife and mom in a godly household yeah so let's talk about communication like what like you were talking about you don't really you can't really understand like you ryan's like oh i i have a lot on my plate um and you're like wait what <laughs> like <laughs> there's like there's this there's this different ways that were made mm-hmm. that don't exactly like see definitions the same way always totally. so like how like even between you guys doing the podcast and stuff like how important has communication been and and what does that look like 
You want to go or me? Yeah, I'm like, communication is so important, (laughs) like, of all of the things. And especially between husband and wife, it's, like, incredibly important because nothing in your house would ever get done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not, like, just before I walked in here, you know, I'm, like, on the phone with Ethan, and I'm, like, hey, don't forget, like, these are the five things that have to happen before you can even, like, think about getting a shower and going to bed tonight. Like, (laughs) these are the things. And if I hadn't made that call, if I wouldn't have like communicated that, none of that probably would have happened. It probably would have been like a quick Chick-fil-A dinner and kids would have went to bed, you know? Mm. And so communication just in, in marriage in general is like what makes the wheels turn. Yeah. It's key. And keeps things going. Yeah. And it's not a negative thing, you know, like to y'all to chit chat this baby (laughs) (laughs) to chit chat. (laughs) But, um, and also between Lee and I, it is, it is incredibly important, but Lee's better at keeping, our communication organized because I will just, I'm just like, I'll just shoot her a text and be like, Hey, did you, and she's like, "Mm -mm. Mm -mm. did you ask me to do that? (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, no, actually I think I'm asking right now. (laughs) Can we get this done? So community, I think being clear, concise and knowing that communicating is actually really kind and communicating clearly is the kindest thing that you can do for somebody is like key. And I think the problems arise in like marriage and relationship is when we feel like our communication isn't going to be kind. Like this is not a pleasantry. This is not like a, mm. this is not a happy thing. And so I'm just going to tuck it away for a minute. I'm not actually going to communicate about that because it feels too vulnerable or it feels too tense. And so then you don't, and then you probably forget about it and days go on and it's more pleasantry and that something else comes up and you're like, Oh, don't really want to mm. touch on that right now. I don't want to ruin a good day. So I'll tuck that in yeah. on top of that last thing. And then, you know, this it just goes on and on and on. Ryan often says, he's like, couples rarely fight about what they're fighting about. Mm-hmm. It's just all the buildup. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever burst that bubble is what you think you're fighting about. But it's really, it was like, no, it was like seven days ago when you looked at me, you know, harshly when I said that thing, that's what it's, that's what it's all built upon, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever the issue may be. And so I think learning to, um, I mean, we've got four kids and they're we have, our oldest is 12 and then 10, nine and five. And so they're all very attentive of how our household runs and how we speak to each other. And so it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting balance to like, Hey, we need to talk later, but I love you and I'm not upset, yeah. but we need to have like a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to let our kids see like, Oh, they're going to have a conversation, but not to be like, Hey, why did right, you just look at right. me like that? You know, we don't talk to each other like that, but I'm going to talk to you like that right now. Totally. You know? So there is times where you would like, like not engage in a certain, like communicate at that moment. Like, Hey, is there ever times where you're like, Hey, I, I just, I need a second before we talk about this. Like, like yeah. almost always. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you should always think about it before you say it. Yes. Mm. I, I don't think there's ever a situation where you're just like, can quickly be like, you know and then feel good about it like right. i always need to take take a little bit take some time think it through make sure what you're saying is like from the lord yeah. not just like you being petty yeah. and i think you should always have to think about it i can't think of one single instance right now i'm like no. racking my brain i'm like is there a time where i haven't had to be like cautious of what i'm saying but also in the moments that i didn't do that did yeah. it end well did it end oh. well right but you have to talk you have to think about it you can't just tuck it away Totally. Yes. That, no, you cannot tuck it away. That's the thing. Like, if if you do, in fact, tuck it away, you have to be mindful to, like, let the other person know, like, hey, mm-hmm. we need to talk later. Well, and mm. it could be, like, a quick text even. Like, hey, you left for work and things were not okay. Mm. I love you. Have a great day. But we need to have a conversation. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Ryan was, like, pe- uh, people fair or people 
married couples barely, rarely, oh my words, yeah. <laughs> very rarely fight about what they're actually talking about. Right. And that kind of like made me think of something they, they've been saying in the class a lot, which is hilarious because it's Jonathan. Uh, he was like, but, but picking the right person. You know, yeah. like having someone like that, that is wise enough to, to know that. Yeah. You know, it's like totally. you can get in a sticky situation with the, with the wrong. I cannot tell you how you many know? times I'll have like just a little bit of snark in my voice. And Ryan's like, I know that you're not upset with what the sentence did not match the attitude. Mm. So what's really going on? I'm like, glad you asked. Glad you asked. Let's have some Let's tea. have a conversation. So how does all of this like play into ministry that's broad yeah <laughs> that's big well i think that part of it is like when you i know for us for ryan and i and i know for sierra and them too because they are so good about inviting people in it really is i mean you have all access to mm. our not all access but you have right. a very wide access to our relationship our how we communicate how we joke how we discuss things how we parent mm-hmm. um and so in ministry and you our kids are older than her kids. I mean, Maddox and Abram, my two oldest boys, they would be the first to call us out. Okay. If like small group happened was on Sunday and we're like, oh, children, ding, 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 come to dinner. Totally. Like, mm. Ryan, could you grab the napkins? <laughs> you know, like we're just all this like, that's not who we are. Yeah. They'd be like, mom, why are you weird are you when people like are here? Why are you, you acting know? like Mormon? <laughs> 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 I said it. Sorry. And so we have to, I mean, we just have to have, we just have an open door policy and it's like all access. It's like, Mm. you're going to get who you get closed doors or open doors. So we better be sure we're walking with Jesus and like submitting to him and making sure our actions and our, our motives and all of that stuff, you know, because we're not perfect Mm -mm. and we want people to see that imperfection, Mm. but we want to see that like it's also yielded to Jesus. I feel like that's when the problem started arising when the, um, the authorities in your church and and just in the culture in general like kind of make it seem like you you have to be perfect you are so spot on there's a definite trickle down effect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's for sure i yeah we've not been a part of a whole lot of churches but i mean mandy and eli and jenny and jonathan they make it you know abundantly clear yeah. like hey we're living real life with real people <laughs> Like our house is open, whether I cleaned for four hours or we've had like 120 people in and out of this house Mm. today, you know, like, but welcome in and come in and just jump in with us. Oh, and that's one of the biggest things I've noticed, just like having been in college and really involved in one church and then being really involved in in this church Mm -hmm. now is just how impactful it is when like people that are are, uh, older in the church and are pastors, they don't even have to be official like like Ryan and... Uh, open their homes mm-hmm. and have people for, over for dinner and like it's not all the there's not a big gap in between this person that stands on stage yeah. and these the people of your church yeah and that makes the biggest difference I feel like yeah it and it's intentional yeah. you know there's like there's a lot of thought that went into that I think from from our staff and from Eli like speaking into like expectations and like hey this is how we actually plow through the soil you know mm-hmm. this is how we like start to dig up stuff with people and introduce them to to countercultural living 
you know, for us, if we just stay in our bubble, it's like, this is so normal. Mm -hmm. But even now, like we're trying to like reach out to a couple of people in our community to like bring them in and it's different. Mm. I'm like, we're like, it actually (laughs) is a fight to like come close, you know? It's like, it's easy with our small group and people and people in the church because everybody just wants to jump right in. What is everybody so afraid of? Like the world, at least like not us, (laughs) but like, what is everybody so afraid of? Like, why are they afraid to, to be who they are? Why do they want something other than intimacy and, yeah. and community? I, I don't get it. Maybe it's past hurts and it costs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think I, so when I started to like really learn how to walk with the Lord was when I came into college and I grew up in church my whole entire life, like for as long as I can remember. And I never once knew how to walk with Jesus. And I think like, but what happened is I started coming to Chi Alpha at Sam Houston and people were discipling me and teaching me things. And I was so taken back by it. I like, I actually was like in it, but I wasn't in it, in it. You know, like my small group leader would be like, I feel like that's how she was. Like, I'd be so close and she'd be like, yeah, you're here. And then I'd be like, bye. See ya. <laughs> you know, like, and I, I don't know if I'm doing this right. No, you're straight. good. You're good. And maybe I never actually said that out loud, but all of my actions were really hidden. And I think I was like, Ethan and I were on a date night the other night and I was just telling him like the thing that finally happened was the Lord asked me to count the cost and then just tell him out loud, is he worth it? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what people are really afraid of is like counting the cost of walking with Jesus. Like it is, it is costly. You're going to lose a lot. Mm-hmm. So what do, we, what do we have to give up? Oh, you know, for me, it was a ton. <laughs> it was like uh, everything I felt like was my personality, you know? Mm all of these rights that we feel like we're entitled to Uh, and the people we can love, the things we can do, all of the things that make you feel like you're very you. Mm -hmm. And then you call them into the light of the cross and you're like, is this actually me? Yeah. And so it was like three years into being like discipled that I finally was just like, okay, (laughs) this is costly, but it's worth it. And so I think that's what people are afraid of is like, and we've seen it in our small groups, even now, like leading family ministry, like when it, when the cost is there, like when it's like showing up more than just on Sundays, when it's like being challenged spiritually, when it's you, when you're being asked to be called higher and then you're like, um, no, <laughs> you know, like, right. you're like, I don't actually want to do that. So or, I think that's what people are really afraid of. Or why do I have to submit to this person? They're just a person. Yeah. Yeah. There's a man. Why do I have to submit to them? Like, why do I have to do what they say? Because, yeah. like, I was telling you guys earlier, I'm on a month social media fast. And, like, I love this stuff. Yeah. You know, I love getting on here and being able to communicate the the nature and character of God mm-hmm. to people through the Internet. Like, it's fun and it's it's enjoyable to me. But there's just, I think, for me, there's just something that the Lord is really doing in me right now where it's like, and he's been doing it and I've been, like, really pressing into it but but he's like hey i want you to really get it and it's uh just submission to to elders to older people and to pastors and to people that are over you like submitting to that like i'm a man and i can submit Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. the direction Mm -hmm. of some people that god has placed over me that's right and that i've chosen to do that like there's like (laughs) jonathan called me and he's like uh He's like, explain to your mom that this is not a cult. Like, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. <laughs> like, you have free will here. Yeah. 
And so, so like, I could choose not to, but I just know there's something for me on the other side totally. by choosing to submit. Yeah, that's good. Also, I feel like all moms need to be reminded that Kyop is not a cult. <laughs> like, even my mom was like, mm, what? What is this? You know, it's crazy. We, we didn't face that type of... Um, backlash from parents in fact ryan's parents were like pushing us to chi alpha mm. so much so that we lied to them for like a full solid eight <laughs> weeks when we first got to see him houston we're like yeah we love chi alpha we go every week it's awesome oh. and then his dad was like hey i'm coming up i want to go to chi alpha with you tonight and we're like where even is chi alpha we like <laughs> panicked so they were like totally pushing us towards chi alpha but just like us learning and us like well, Ryan, like having a real walk with Jesus for the first time that wasn't like legalism. Yeah. Um, and me finally walking with Jesus. I'm like, I didn't know anything. They even, they were like, what do you, what is that that you're reading? Who is C.S. Lewis? Who is mm-hmm. Winky Pratney? Who is Ravenhill? Like right. give me all of like, they were just like eating it up. And it like, it did something in them too, mm-hmm. which was awesome. I'm like, that's oh, amazing. for sure. I've seen that in my parents too. And I know my mom's watching, so I'm like, I'm so sure she's like, what? But I can see, I could see that happening in my mom too. Like the more we, I was learning and I would come back home and like be talking to her and, um, her curiosity grew, you know, and my, my mom loves the Lord. Like my mom really does walk with Jesus. And, but even still, like I would learn something that we hadn't been taught before and she'd be like, oh wow. Or like, what are you reading? And so I think that's one of the coolest things. Yeah, communication. <laughs> it's one of the coolest things because we actually, when we moved to College Station, we bought a house with my mom, and so we have like a really sweet, sweet little space, like great little house, and then a, and then a like a detached a little, little apartment in the backyard, and so she can escape the craziness that nice. is four children. Um, but you like she'll go to small group, she'll go to church, and then we'll get home. She's like, okay, Ryan, like break it down for me a little bit mm. and so i'm like yeah. that's hey, awesome yeah and then ryan gets to practice yeah being a preacher i know so <laughs> i don't think ryan's ever out of practice right no. he's, he's the so greatest good. at that yeah he's awesome uh, yeah it's like it's weird because you don't ever get like those like questions about uh like is this a cold like or like <laughs> or you don't ever get the que- like you don't ever get backlash or like what why are you doing this what what are you doing until you're in a congregation that is like actually living out the gospel yeah. every time you know what i'm saying yeah. no one ever asked me if i was in a cult when i was in my baptist church for 18 years no one was ever like hey is that a cult yeah right <laughs> not one time of course it's not a cult but uh in chi alpha for seven months and my life is getting wrecked and all mm. of a sudden people are like mm, what are you doing what's wrong <laughs> but like think about the things that they're seeing that you're changing oh you're for sure you know you're like all of these are actually really good things that are happening in my life like, yes cleaning up my act cleaning up the way i dress Hanging out with better, you know, people who, you know. And you're like, all of a sudden you're like submitting to someone. Like you're learning about submission for the first time. And, and there is submission within like community, like your spiritual authority, if you will. And so I think that was like where my mom struggled a lot was like, I've been fighting you for all these years to submit to me and Mm -hmm. obey me. And then all of a sudden this girl comes in who's 18, you know, like what does she even know? And she was 20, but even still like to my mom, who's like. I've been discipling you your whole life. Like, and all of a sudden this 20 year old walks in and I'm like, I'm going to be you. Like (laughs) you're my best friend. Everything you say goes. And you know, all my mom's like in this cult, what are they like? Why all of a sudden is she trying to stop being crazy? Like, yeah. And a lot of the times we just got to like, let our parents know that they're still our heroes. Yes. You know, when, when I heard Eli talk, preach that for the very first time, I wept so hard Mm. because I realized that is what I had been doing. Yeah. I would go home and I was like so excited and I would talk about all these things and then I would just forget that 
my mom's been there, you know, the whole Praying time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. this is a mother's wish yeah. is like for them to like really be right with Jesus. And mm-hmm. so shout out to you, mom. Way to go, Bonnie. Yeah. Almost sweet, called little, her bump, bump. <laughs> sweet little bump bump. That's what my, all the great kids call her bump bump. bump. Yeah. That's so an sweet. awesome name. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah. So you mentioned like lying about going to Chi Alpha because we, we, Ryan and I did a episode yeah. where he talked about like he was a pastor's son, mm-hmm. right? And, that just comes with so much, you know. Yeah. Res- whatever it is, I I wouldn't. I've never experienced that. Yeah. But uh, the coolest thing is, you know, kind of relating this back to marriage a little bit is this idea of getting right with the Lord now, mm-hmm. uh, like submitting, learning how to submit to just authority in your church, even submitting to something that's kind of like more common in our church, which is kind of this like separation of gender a little mm-hmm. bit, like. Mm-hmm in a healthy way mm-hmm. and I, that's something that i actually really love i love that it, it removes distraction you don't mm-hmm. have to be in you know all that um but going through those things now so that you know when you are married mm-hmm. when you are like leading kids that you know how to do it in a way mm-hmm. that that creates prosperity yeah that that lead like you you know how to minister the holy spirit to them and yeah and to like be unified in a way that's like that's not going to rip apart Mm -hmm. by little you know the the problems of the world the problems of this age you're right on yeah like if you i mean anybody who's like walking through in a season of of singleness or maybe you're dating or maybe you're you're even engaged like press into the lord now when you have the time because your time is all your own in all of those situations you know but when you're married it's like oh not my own time anymore yeah you had kids and and kids and kids and then all of a sudden you're like i actually don't have a walk with jesus i don't know what to do and now i'm drowning you know Mm -hmm. um so press in now because you won't figure it all out you know seasons change and you're gonna have to have like a different situation for each time but jesus is the same every time you know and so just spending time with him and like really pressing in and and figuring stuff out it is it doesn't make it easier i don't think but it makes it like (laughs) you know that there's something reliable there like no matter what the season changes no matter what how it looks you're like okay there is something steady here nothing is feeling like just a complete free fall yeah Yeah. i was thinking about that today on a run because like we all have a desire to have a wife and have a family like Mm -hmm. that you know you have people close to you that's like what we want as people um but I was just thinking of like all of the, all of the things that I don't have to ask anybody to do right now or worry about. Like, like I've been talking to my mom about potentially getting a dog. I want this. Uh, it's a Canadian, uh, Canadian Toller Retriever. Oh. So it's a very like specified breed. They're mm-hmm. like two thousand dollars. Good grief! <laughs> I know. But uh, they uh, they were bred to lo- be like foxes. Oh, cool! And uh, they're from Canada. To- catch birds or whatever uh, but we talked about it quite a bit and i don't think it's the time like because it's not. doing the internship and all of this stuff like that, that's just <laughs> a thing a animal that i have to like tend to and you know like i i, I hear people talking about myself included relationship relationships with this yeah. person this person what when am i gonna get married you know and it's like let's just slow down even last night i like I've had this problem in the past where like I don't ever want to like sleep over at anybody's house. Like I want to hang out all the way until whatever time and then I want to go back to my house and sleep. Yeah. 
And I, I don't know why, like, cause there's my friend Jax, he's, I've known him his whole life and he'll fall asleep everywhere. He doesn't even care where he ends <laughs> up. And, and I'm like, I want to be a little bit more like that. And so I'm at a friend's house last night and, uh, we had a really interesting, fun night and I'm like, just so glad I just get to be, I was just praying to God, just thankful that I'm like getting to be in the present moment right now. Yeah. I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't worried about something that I needed to do or was going to happen. Like we didn't even have this podcast scheduled yet. Yeah. And I knew I needed to schedule one because we had some uh, schedule changes. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so I want to get back to the, the, to the podcast a little bit. It, y'all mentioned being like super silly and stuff when you <laughs> do it. What was what was the first episode like? Did y'all even put it out? Like, is that? Oh yeah, is that yeah. Okay. it's so fun. It was fun. Yeah. What was the best part about it is when we listen back to all of them, we're like, oh, that one's the best one mm-hmm. because we it was like ten o'clock at night. We were making brownies, uh, muffins. I was muffins. making muffins. Yeah. At your house, we all of our kids are in the living room. We left Ethan with all of our kids. <laughs> And we were like, let's go figure it out. And that's what we did. We went into this. We went into the closet and we recorded the intro uh-huh. and put music to it. And then we just recorded an episode and we called it a soft launch. Yeah. And put it out there. And it's actually one of the best ones. Like I to no this notes. day, nothing. I know. We're no just flow. Like chatting. Yeah. Do y'all use so notes cute. now? Oh my oh gosh. My, yes. yes. <laughs> we're we're note people. So like, talk about the purpose of the show. Like, wh- what do y'all talk about? Well, I mean, and why? Yeah. I mean, the why is <laughs> Who like do you do it for. Yeah, yeah. The why I think Sierra touched on it. It's like we have such rich community here, mm. and to know that we have even friends who are removed from like their bubbles, whether it's like, hey, we're going overseas on missions, or we're just going to a different mm-hmm. state for a job. Mm. I mean, you know, people are taking out taken out of their community all the time, and it takes a minute. It takes some intentionality, and it takes time to build up that community. And we're just like, hey this is an easy way to access those people with truths that we know to be solid and, and eternal. Mm-hmm. And while you're building that community, we want to be a part of that with you, but we also want to want to encourage you and how to go mm. get that out just from yeah. your headphones, you know? Yeah. yeah. And also like, so our, our kind of our platform is like, um, we do two episodes. Like, well, we do like a chit chat where it's just mm-hmm. Lee and I, and we talk about the stupidest stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe other people don't think it's stupid, but I mean, it's fun and it's, good to me. Yes. Who I always love it. Thinks, to- yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we, so we have those episodes where it's just Lee and I, whatever we want to talk about. And then we have episodes where it's really intentional. And we like, so on our Instagram, we like ask questions. We have people like pull in and choose the hero that they want to hear from. So then we have a guest once a month. Well, twice a month. I don't know, every two weeks? Yeah. Something Once like that. There will be two in oh, this right. uh, coming up soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then we interview people's heroes. And we, like, take all these questions that, like, you've been wanting to ask, you've been missing out on, or, like, you haven't got to hear from that person in five years because you live in the Middle East now. Yeah. Mm. You know, like, something like that. And we, so we take all these our listeners, all these people, our thousands of <laughs> listeners. Speak it. Um, <laughs> we take their questions to these people we call heroes and then that's like the whole episode and it just it feeds people in a different way because these are people that a lot of these people are from our community like back home from sam and even there's a lot here but it feeds that like that in your heart like you like these are the women who discipled you like they feel like your mom yeah you know and you're like you get to sit for an hour listening to lee and i be goofy but then also like 
listen to one of your actual heroes like answer a question that you sent in on instagram yeah it's like kind of crazy and really fun it's like you know like you probably have experienced this but like time with jonathan is like a little bit few and far between like just you and jonathan yeah you know it's like he's a husband he's a father he's in ministry he's like all over the place and so you're like if i could steal away a couple hours like just to talk to you just to dig in deep with you what's on your mind how did you go through this that's like that's gold you know it's like and so that's another like that's what those interview podcasts that's what we want that to be it's like okay you get go grab your cup of coffee and sit with us and we're gonna ask all your questions and you can listen to like this woman who walks with jesus steadily and has so much wisdom to pour out and it's uninterrupted Mm. time it's Mm. like all right there for you on your phone it's so like micro like i I love that because like is the purpose isn't even like big like i mean it's big kingdom big but like in terms of like, I'm trying to reach this, you know, it's like, it's not a big marketing thing to try yeah. to mm-hmm. grow or like build something. It's like, I, I want to focus on this specific need mm-hmm. in this specific way for these specific people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've never been able to do that before. Yeah, it's like, it's wild. really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, uh, shout out. I want, I've been wanting to get Eli on. So if anybody sees this, <laughs> push him to get Pass on. To he said he would a long time ago. But then it's you like know, a battle with the studios. It's yeah. like, do you go with his cool setup? Totally. <laughs> Eli's like, hey, I'm not coming to your studio. You can come to mine. <laughs> right, right. If Eli comes to here, hey, Eli, can we borrow your studio okay, stuff? For, for sure. <laughs> there's, our, there's our guilty ask. Hey, Eli. Um, can we? We want to be off of our phone. I know. These are really cool <laughs> microphones. Where there's a need, there's so an ask. Cool. <laughs> seriously also yeah. for the record because yeah. people can see us right now right yeah i'm like drenching in sweat but it is the contractions and i just felt like that needed to be known like if somebody could see me right now i'm like so hot i don't think they can tell we got yeah, really don't good worry lighting. you look good okay i'm like i'm like if anybody can tell i'm like so sorry you're so awesome hot. mama we're gonna look back on this time in five years and be like why did we record a podcast when i was having contractions who thought that was a good idea who thought? sorry yeah it was because of the pressure you said you cannot say no i did say no. I was really like, okay i called her i'm like so don't say no She's like, okay. I'm glad I have y'all at the same time. Like, this is awesome. Yes, me too. It's like y'all's podcast plus one. It's exactly right. It's going to be fun. Except uh, it's flipped. Now now I control it. (laughs) So what's what's been y'all's favorite thing about doing this together? Like, I mean, I'm sure one of the best things is like testimonies, right? Totally. Hearing people say, hey, like, I love that. I get to listen to this mm-hmm. and yeah. this like really helped me. Yeah. Uh, and so like, is there anything kind of like that? that, that, yeah, that mm, like just really fun things that we like have yeah. come out of it. Um, yeah. Testimonies are really sweet. We love, we love hearing feedback. Obviously mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, tell us it's great. <laughs> but also <laughs> I'm like the opposite. I'm like, who's the one person out there who has real opinions about what's happening. Mm. And we've asked, we've yeah. been asking every podcast. We're like, can someone please critique us? Cause right. you can't just keep uh, hyping us up. You can, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not going to be good uh, for anybody <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but I think what's been really fun is just seeing like, um, when people have been really interactive with us, it's been really cool to see their questions. Mm-hmm. Like when we, announced that we were going to do a podcast with ryan and ethan the questions that came in were wild yeah like can, can we have some examples like how many times do y'all have sex mm-hmm. yeah and what what if yeah are these like from questions. back sam people or these like are just like it's just random from our audience people? yeah yeah okay. we, we just put in a question box and people just send us things yeah. so it was like fun it was like 
reading those questions, yeah. I died a million deaths. Uh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> no. So, did you actually answer that question? We did. Yeah. We Not did. that one. Yeah. Not that one. We did. We said we wouldn't tell. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fair enough. There's like, here's the thing I learned early on in my marriage is that comparison is, is a thief, the thief of, joy. of joy. Right. And Amen. it's like, I've, I've been in conversations like that with a, a married woman and I either walk away being like, wow, I'm awesome, or right. whoa, I totally suck. And either yes. either way, it's not good. And either way, <laughs> yeah. I'm not them, and they're not me, yeah. so it's not truthful. And so yeah. we're just like, we love y'all. This is a conversation to have between you and your husband, so totally and find a good medium. It was really fun. So there was like, I mean, there was like those kind of questions, and then just like broad questions, like how do you minister to your husband in the yeah. workforce? Yeah. Like how do you... How do you encourage your husband to yeah. like... Yeah. Mm. And just like seeing more. the things that people want to know, like... Yeah. Uh, I think something really fun that like people just ask of us. So like, as we're getting ready to launch season two, we've been. Um, yeah, yeah, so don't okay, don't know what you're gonna say. As we're getting ready to <laughs> launch season, season two, two, we're gonna take some deep breaths. Recommendations. <sighs> you're such the planner behind this. I feel like I'm just like at, at your will with a calendar. This is so awkward. I'm so sorry. You're okay. <laughs> They're gonna be like, hey, th- people are gonna write you and be like, stop inviting pregnant women on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was saying that people... We I'm asked, still waiting like, for that clickbait. You know? I, I know. You can have it. You're like, woman in labor on podcast. <laughs> and then I'll send you a picture of my baby afterwards. Okay. Your baby just wants to talk. Seriously. On the microphone. Chill. Um, just People just like care about what Lee and I think. And I think that's like... Oh, that, yeah. That's like really never stops being mind-blowing. Because I'm like, me mm. and Lee. Mostly probably Lee, honestly. No. But they're like, hey, can you recommend things? Like, what's your day-to-day life look like? And I'm like, you mean like... I had yeah. to wipe boogers before I came here. I know. I did have somebody, um, Marco Polo, and they're like, I really loved being with you all day. And I'm like, really? My day is so weird. Like, mm-hmm. I did laundry for five hours. Yes. Welcome to my life. <laughs> so I think that's been really fun. It's just like getting to interact with people and finding out what people really care about. And what they really care about is how Lee and I live our lives and minister and respond to the Lord. So. And I think, too, it makes just – I think it's, and it's a validation of like, oh – you have a normal life. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. it's poss- It's like, you're yes. just normal. You're just a woman. We're not anything It's like nothing special, nothing spectacular. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I'm like, here's what I can tell you. I can tell you in all the areas where I royally screwed up and messed up and had to repent. So learn from that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't let it go in vain. Like, I'm learning from it. You need to learn from it. I can't yes. tell you anything to do that's like 100% spot on. But I can tell you all the things I did that messed up really bad to get me to this yeah. spot. <laughs> At least I know I'm not going to do those things again. Yes. So, like, how do y'all answer questions or, like, give advice without creating a comparison or or the space for it? Yeah. I think that the questions – well, the questions usually come in for the people that we're interviewing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, hey, <laughs> we're going to have this woman come on, and she's going to talk about, like, can I do a little – Yeah. Okay. Oh, not for season two. Okay. Um, you can do one for season one, okay. like an example. Okay, like a good example. <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, like you are a full-time working mom. How do you even like, how do you, how how do you balance it all? When do you spend time with Jesus? Like, what does that look like? I'm, I'm single and I'm in school and I have a small group and I'm still like struggling to see like what my day looks like. Mm. And so there's not a whole lot of comparison there, but it's a lot of encouragement, Mm -hmm. um, about like, Hey, this is how you do it. You do it while you can. And then you just build those habits. And so I feel like for our interviews, interviewers, it's like, it's less comparison questions and it's more mm. just about like, how do you do these things? What is yeah. life like? What do you recommend? Um, and then for Sierra and I, we are just really honest. Like we're like, totally. we don't know what That's we're doing. That's the best thing. Like, <laughs> totally. Ours gets real honest. <laughs> you got to be honest. Like who wants to listen to like something that's sculpted? You can I mean, tell, some right? some people, I guess, yes. but 
Like, uh, yeah, there's two folks that recently uh, went on a podcast. I'm not even going to mention what it was, but two people that I know. And they were like, bro, I really love your podcast. Like, I'm so glad we get to sit down and just, ch- like, raw chat. Like, yeah. really talk about real things. Yeah. Because they made them do redos. Like, they're like, we're going to oh. need you to say that more enthusiastically. That's like, awful. Oh. <laughs> You're like, great. Can you write it down? What did I just say? Uh, on our right. podcast, it wouldn't even be an option because <laughs> we're so technically dumb. <laughs> so we had a friend that is living overseas that we just like, she dialed in to do the podcast with us and it was so cool. It was like, it was like a phone call. Yeah. It was just a phone call in, but she was live yeah. on our podcast. It was so cool. Um, but we were like, okay, you can't say any names like for right. your protection for everything. And she was the one who straight up like said her husband's name and we're, we both look at each other and we're like silent she's like oh no um and then sarah's like i'll figure it out it's okay just keep going i'm just gonna figure it out and just Let's like wrote down a little timestamp. i was like here we go keep going. and then two and a half hours later i learned how to edit yeah, podcasts so that was really nice good. it was yeah it's been really it's been really fun like learning these things and and Sierra's a researcher people. just by nature. Mm. She like, if there's a question she doesn't know the answer to, if there's something she doesn't know how to do, the girl will spend hours <laughs> looking into it, like to her detriment sometimes. It's yes. like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, get a text like, hey, I figured out how to do this. I'm like, you crazy woman, you're, you're pregnant. And you're, like, I, I'm like, I just said that. I just was like wondering out loud and you just like figured it all out. As, yes. So a lot of the, a lot of the things people ask us to do is start a YouTube channel. Like we've been mm-hmm. asked like three, three, four times now. And so the other night I was like, I just want to know who said it first. Um, you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I said no. <laughs> But now I'm saying yes. But any and because I'm so nervous, that's why I said no. I was like, that sounds miserable. But the other night, now um, you're on camera. I know. I'm like <laughs> big steps for us, Bailey. Thank you. <laughs> it's, the, it's the worst. Right, actually, right before I walked in here, I said, Ethan, I hate this. He goes, I know you do. You're gonna do so great. I'm like, Bye. <laughs> but um, the other night we put on our Instagram, we're like, is this the move? Like starting a YouTube channel mm-hmm. with cleaning, like a cleaning video, and everyone, everyone said yes. Like they wanted to watch us clean. <laughs> And so I, I literally spent probably Ethan was like dying laughing at me because it was like four and a half hours watching cleaning videos on YouTube. And I, but I was one, I was watching how they, how they film it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, it's so technical. And I'm like, I have my iPhone and a GoPro. So we're going to see. Just strap the GoPro to your head. Just walk around. Point of view. Yes. Seriously. So that's what she means is I spent so long. Not only that, like in January, just last month, I'm like, I feel really bad. Like my family's not eating all that well. I need, I'm like, I just need to figure out. So we did this huge elimination diet mm. and Sierra's like, oh yeah. I'm like, but I'm just trying to figure out this and this. And then like an hour later, she's like, Hey, I read these five articles. Mm-hmm. This is what you do. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what about this? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she like knows all these rules. We'll like be out to out doing something. I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. She's like, well, we can go here because on the menu they have this. I'm like, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I feel, feel like it's less research. And I'm just like, I'm a really big hype person. You are. You're I'm such like, the biggest hype person. Yes, we'll have like, up. yeah, I'll have like a situation. I'll text her and she's like, fire or anchor? Like, what girl do you need? I'm like, mm, you need me to build you up or tear you yeah, down. Let I me know. I need an anchor today. Like, bring <laughs> me back down to earth. Or sometimes I'm like, bring all the fire. Cheer me on. So I'm guessing you're a big idea person. Um, I'm not actually. No. No, I'm really not. So how does this work? Like she has all the ideas. Okay, and she does all the planning. And she does all like well the dreaming and like (laughs) the research. All the organization. I'm like that's what fuels me. I'm like give me a calendar, 
bring me some like Google Docs and let me type mm. it all in. I can like seriously. I she she knows how to like change fonts on a Google Doc, and I was like, what? <laughs> like that was like that was mind blowing to me because <laughs> I'm like I'm nothing on paper. Like I'm there's a zero percent chance you'd catch me like being like okay um. On season one, I'm like, <laughs> Haley, these are all of the things I want to do. And mm. she's like, okay, I'm going to bullet point this really quick in a Google Doc. Yeah. And then she does. And I'm like, oh, yeah, great. You Worked know, out. I know. I'm like, part of me is like so excited because we have like probably four weeks worth of Instagram posts already for season two. Nice. I'm like, everything's set up. We just got to like fill in the little details. I'm like, oh, I can go to bed so happy. <laughs> And that, like, none of that. I'm like, none of that. She, like, goes on Instagram and she'll have, like, a whole day's worth of content. I'm like, where? That is awesome. Where'd you pull that out from? She's like, I don't know. I was just thinking it. I'm like, you go, girl. So how long have y'all been doing this now? Um, oh, my gosh. November? November. Since we November. started our third podcast. It was Politics, COVID, and Conviction. Yeah. So. Wow. November. So if you just keep going, if you get past the year mark, you guys beat like almost 90% of all podcasts that are ever started. No way. Yeah, so like apparently like if you get past a year, uh then the statistics of failing as a podcast drastically go down. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So y'all are doing great. So you got a season 2 coming out. That's y'all right. are taking we this do. seriously. Like we this are. is all Yeah. I do. It's but it's so much fun. I feel like that's why we're yeah. like taking it so serious because it's just so much fun and we get to hang out like every day let's be honest pandemic was hard on us okay <laughs> i mean we went into like spring break happened and my children never left like mm. everybody was home i yes. went to work from home and then they quarantined and then they had a baby during pandemic and it's only your second child but it was the first child that i never got to like mm-hmm. see right away and then all summer i mean it's oh like you know like i've got four kids lots of germs you've got a brand new baby brand new baby all of a sudden got really sick and then miraculously healed and so i'm like fragile child like <laughs> it just wasn't yes. uh, it just wasn't good and so finally when we were like okay we're jiving again we feel like we can go in each other's homes and hang out yeah like i missed you this is like we get to see each other every day now it was like the like, longest we had been without seeing seriously. each other seriously and then now today i came to your house for juice i'm like <laughs> what shout out Wasn't to even... howard and rachel maine probably not gonna listen to this but they gave us their old juicer which it doesn't even look oh. like it's ever been used it's a Breville. Breville. I always say it wrong. <laughs> it's a Breville. It's a Breville. The Breville from the, the Walmart. The Breville from the Walmart. It's my favorite juicer ever. No. But I have, seriously, I'm like, I'm going to try the juicer today. She's like, I'm coming over. What time? <laughs> seriously. I'm See, like, how can we get homeschooled? That's one thing I've noticed is like the, both the, the, I don't even want to call it by that name. The COVID thing that I happened. I'm not going to call it a pandemic. That's just. Mm. Scam okay. Can we call yeah. it that? Yeah. <laughs> Scam <Scam-demic. laughs> Don't censor us, YouTube. Okay. Uh, Shuts us down right now. <laughs> both that and the ice storm, just like, I loved it. Because it made you realize how oh. how important the simple things are. Yes. And like how blessed we are to have people's homes to mm-hmm. go to and mm-hmm. just sit there. Mm-hmm. Like in the warmth, you know, like just all of these factors that we just don't really think of. We're yeah. all focused on like, what are my career goals? Like, what when am i gonna fly in a private whatever it is you know that this world tells you that you need is important what you realize is sitting around a table talking yeah Mm -hmm. playing a board game in an ac'd home yeah is all you really need yeah yeah so true man i was so surprised so i worked with a nonprofit starting last january through november Mm -hmm. that's when we started this yeah also, mm. that had a lot to do with my availability. I was I know, working yeah. like crazy. Um, but we, we would um, 
meet for prayer meetings every month. And at one of those prayer meetings, one of our helpers, ambassadors, volunteers, um, does a lot with college ministry at AM, just not with Chi Alpha. Mm. Um, and he was saying that he had just gotten out of a leaders meeting that like basically 75 to 80% of 18 to 25 year olds had contemplated suicide since the pandemic. And that like blew mm. my mind. I'm like, because yeah. I mean, people who are in college now, like 25 is very far away from where I am. I feel like I'm like a decade is a big difference mm. in age. And it feels like this this generation, these 18 to 25 year olds are very disconnected by nature. It's like, they're, they're like faux connected. It's like connectivity through social media, but not a whole lot of like eye to eye, face to face, shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, but this pandemic like proved otherwise, like it, it was a detrimental to so many of our young people who probably didn't even realize they needed the human connection. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the, the little that they were getting or maybe a lot, they, that it was drastically affecting, um, yeah, their mental status. What was the what was the quote that our friend from the Middle East gave about? It was like oh. the loneliness, the impact of loneliness has on your body is like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Two, it was it was, two. it was more than that. It was like two packs of cigarettes a day or something like that. Like the heaviness and like the reality of like the loneliness, yeah, mm. is just as detrimental to someone's body. That's smoking. That wild? Two, I think it's two packs. Don't quote us on that. Yeah, we'll send you for sure the right quote. <laughs> But so, yeah, I, think that's what she said. I love that we get to like talk on these microphones right now and have this conversation. But it's kind of sad that this is the only really nowadays the only excuse to like make time to sit down for like a couple hours or an yeah. hour and really like just have an in depth conversation that you don't necessarily know where it's gonna go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just happening. Yeah. And I feel like that was that used to be commonplace. And you, you see all of these little things, like, deteriorating. Mm-hmm. And then you see this, all these statistics just fly up. And it's like, well, that was just the old days. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are, what are we doing? Yeah, which I think goes back to what we were talking about, like, letting people in and bringing people into our homes and having that yes. community. Um, because it takes a lot of intentionality and a lot of, like, just being really purposeful. Like, Mandy and Eli, Jenny and Jonathan, so many, Abby and Josh, that these people do it so well Mm -hmm. but they are like sacrificially giving up so much of their time to build that community yeah it's a challenge to to us i'm like we're not we're not directly in ministry of like pulpit preaching anymore you know we're leading a small group and so obviously we're opening our homes to those people but it's like hey besides like soccer practice homework dinner like open your door and invite somebody in on a wednesday Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just to come have dinner or bring out the cards or whatever. I think we need to just get back to like seeing it as valuable. Yeah. Like we forget yeah. about people and we, we become so selfish that we're like, yeah, but like you don't fit into my schedule. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. we don't talk to our neighbors. Yeah. Like bake some cookies for your neighbor. <laughs> you know, know. Like, <laughs> that's like so convicting. I've like had this, this thing in my heart. I follow someone on, on Instagram who does it, but it's like a neighbor basket and so they just fill up this basket and take it to a neighbor and then they just pass it around. The hope is like it just goes down your neighborhood. Mm. And I've been wanting to do it so bad, but I'm like, are people germaphobes now? Like, they are, yeah. I do it anyway. There's like to. some college girls that came down our street and our street is like, we, we just moved out of the neighborhood to one street and it's nothing but older people mm. in a frat and like a frat house. Yeah. And these little, these like college girls were like coming by. They're like, I think we're thinking about moving here. Here's some cookies. And we were like, are people taking these from you? And she said that a lot of houses had to know because of germs. Mm-hmm. And like, 
uh, everybody touching them, you know. And Nora, obviously, my daughter was like, "I'll take all your cookies." <laughs> and so we did. We had the germ cookies. You just got to take a basket of like Clorox wipes or hand sanitizer. Or I think totally. it like it like cancels it out when you take the thing and you put it in something else that you're not holding yeah. to pass it on. You're like, we'll just ignore the fact that I just touched it. <laughs> yes, but you're taking. Okay, <laughs> shameless plug for Taco Bell because every podcast has to be mentioned. But I went to Taco Bell today. <laughs> That's so true. And okay, it's like, why do they serve it to you on a tray? I don't know. Just hand me my bag. They literally put the bag on the tray to hand the tray Thank to you. Thank you. I say Chick Fil A. I'm like, I'm still touching your germs. I like, I don't get it. Like, just give me my food, man. The problem is we're not rooted in reality at all. No. Like, we no. listen. Like, we're like, okay, the news tells us what to do. Mm-hmm. The news is God, essentially. Like, that sad? Dr. Fauci. <laughs> I need to not say this stuff because we're gonna get canceled. Uh, <laughs> but are y'all ready for this mask stuff to be done? Yeah, like let's just years ago. Let's just yes. not do it anymore. Like, why are we doing this? I've got a whole folder full of paperwork about the illegality of forcing people to wear masks mm. in establishments. If you want a little light reading, really, a little light, light reading. reading, just right before bed. Yeah, mm-hmm. just a little something help you, to help you doze yeah. off. Like everybody's gotten sick already. I know. I, everybody's I, got it. I want to respect people as as much as they want to be respected, no. and I also want people to respect me to that same level. And I think that that has completely gone out the window. Mm-hmm. Like my level of expectation is here. So everybody has to treat me exactly how I, mm. you know, view the world, which I'm like, that's a very scary. It's like, it's because you're God. It's like, it's not even, it's, it's not even about masks at this point. No. It's like work, don't work, feel safe. Don't feel safe. I respect your choice to do it. Mm. Like if you want to do that, do it. If you want to wear gloves, do it. If you want to use all the hand sanitizer. Don't worry, there's a vaccine. Do it. If you want to get the vaccine, do it. But I just want you to respect me if I differ yeah. from any yes. of that. Well, the, the, did y'all hear about the thing with Disney and the Mandalorian? Yeah. I don't know that woman's name. I forget her name, too. But she's like the, probably, she's like the co-star of yeah. the show. Yeah. And she had some tweets from a while back that were more conservative. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yes. this was like a long time coming. I, I watched an interview with her. But she got kicked off the show. They digitally removed her mm-hmm. from all the Tried episodes. Tried to burn her career down. Right. Yeah. And then I think the Daily Wire picked it up. Like, yeah, Ben Shapiro the, was like, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Come over here. Right. And he was, he basically said, he's like, they're creating a whole new like industry, like cancel culture is, yes. because mm-hmm. these are talented people. We're just going to pick them up. Um, Have you noticed the scary slope that cancel culture is? Because yeah. it is, what did I just see today? It's going to take a minute. To come back but I was like somebody that I really respected who I know walks with Jesus was like we should all say no to this and I'm like ooh, don't do that like that's not the reality we all want to be living in like no 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 mm. no. like they I can't even remember what it was hmm. I'm not, I don't know I don't know but I'm like let's let the Christians not jump on that cancel train yeah. like that's exactly how we stop growing the kingdom is if we say oh disagree with you you're out you're yeah. out I feel like that's what people expect of Christians we're like you know what we disagree but we love you and we're gonna yeah. like come in we're gonna pull you in close we're gonna, yeah we're gonna talk this through we're gonna process this yeah. together I mean did Jesus cancel anyone you know like not even Judas I did. know he wasn't coming not in, even like, Judas like everybody thought he was gonna be a conqueror mm-hmm. and he was going to free the Jewish nation from uh the, the rulership of Caesar and like all of the, all of these things and and he didn't do that. He 
he led by serving. Yeah. And the problem is we're not serving. Yeah. It's not that we're not stepping up for our rights. It's like we're not serving our neighbor and we don't know our neighbor mm-hmm. because we've adopted the culture. We've adopted the practices like yeah. Paul has warned us. There's a to higher do. call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It's like, but I, I was mentioning the, the girl from the Mandalorian because the other day I was like, hey guys because she said this on twitter this is really what got everybody mad at her mm. but i was like hey guys uh from now on uh my my pronoun is beep boop <laughs> you have to call me that and it's like how ridiculous is it that that we can make up a word and in our culture now you have to call me that yeah. or it's hate speech yeah i don't know like, I, <laughs> I don't even want to get on this train but i'm just like here's the deal like i said <laughs> i will match your level of respect yeah. you know what i'm saying like if you match mine, mm. that's all it comes down to is like, I'm not going to force anything on you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to share my life with you. If you have it, if you're going to open yourself up and we'll see where it goes from yeah. there. But like, please don't cast your anxieties and your fears and your worldview to sit, to tell me that I have to, to ha- I have to conform mm. to that because that's actually not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem is, are, is the worldview it's seeing ourselves as the most important thing Mm -hmm. like our like not only like our our ideas is the most important thing but our life like we've set ourselves in the throne like where jesus is supposed to be in our Mm -hmm. lives and therefore that causes us to be because we don't actually believe that jesus is going to do what he says he's going to do yeah Mm -hmm. and so, so we don't believe in eternal life, really, or, yeah. we're, or at least we're not living it out, yeah. like as if we did believe it, and so we're scared that uh, we're scared to death of death, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And because that is the most important thing, because to us, really, there's nothing else but this life. Yeah, like we may right. say we believe one other thing, but we live like this, this is, the, is only the only thing. thing. Yeah, you're exactly. And right. that causes everyone to have to submit to me everywhere I go Mm -hmm. and it just screws everything up that one fundamental thing of place Jesus at the throne of your heart at the throne of your life on the throne of your life and submit to that now everybody you're you're the same yeah we're the same if if I'm there you're not the same as me because I'm the movie I'm the I'm the superstar of this movie right you guys are just my extras but if Jesus is there then we're all just fellow warriors Mm -hmm. together trying to fulfill this mission of saving these people that are miserable that are thinking contemplating suicide Mm -hmm. because that is real Mm -hmm. like people are thinking about that because they have no hope yeah and like there's this we we were talking earlier that's why i brought up the mormon comment uh but we were talking earlier about some facebook posts that (laughs) that Lee, lee saw and 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 uh your husband saw and and uh, uh, a lot of people are like, oh, you made Facebook interesting again. But but it was just very simple things that I said, like and some people can say that it wasn't effective. But it's funny. Everybody comment. Everybody that's not actually making disciples will always comment on your method. Totally. They're like, you're using the wrong method. And it's like, yeah. well, are you using a method? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I. uh I forget what I'm saying. It's Sorry. funny. It's like <laughs> somebody uh, somebody put on Instagram the other day. They were like, "You telling you coming to my 
like Instagram page or like my Facebook mm. post and telling me what I should and shouldn't be doing is kind of like knocking on my door and telling me that I bought the wrong furniture. Mm. Like, actually, you don't have to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't like it, just turn the other way. Walk on. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. excuse yourself or be here and enjoy the ride. Totally. <laughs> I forget the I forget the point of my post or what I was saying, but I can't remember. Welcome. Welcome to Welcome the, to the club. Yeah. To the club. <laughs> well um guys thank you for coming on the show yeah um, i'm glad you texted y'all are awesome is there anything like okay so uh oh, oh this is what it was i remember okay Victory. <laughs> so uh i was i'm thinking of students on campus right mm-hmm. so we go on campus like every week and we, we reach the lost mm-hmm. we reach people these kids that that if they if they don't meet us, potentially could kill themselves the next day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I posted something on Facebook about like about making people. I said this: making people feel uncomfortable is a small price to pay for the sake of the gospel. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got slapped for that more than the other ones. And people are like, oh, you, you shouldn't be doing this. Or even Christians are like, yeah. why are you even posting this? Like, why are you talking about this? And the truth is, it's because you're not making disciples. But I don't want to <laughs> go there. But but isn't that wild that we're more care, we, we care more about people's feelings and their eternity? Yeah. Like, these kids are like, or, or even their lives. Yeah. You, we know? Used, you know, when we, when we, back in the old days, when we grew up in Kyle, no, but we, <laughs> they used to say like, over my dead body, will I let you live a yeah. selfish life? Mm-hmm. Like, I see the choices that you're making, and I love you too much to, like, go on. Because at the end of the day, like, I mean, if you're a Christian and you're walking with Jesus, here's what happens. You either make somebody uncomfortable for a minute and get the gospel message and the truth told, or let's say you don't. Like, you want them to be comfortable. You actually don't want to be bold and courageous, so you don't. You just let mm-hmm. them go on. And then you know, fast forward to judgment day or when that person meets Jesus and let's say nobody ever told them the truth about it. Let's say nobody ever made them uncomfortable and said, Hey, this is what your, your choice is. You know, are they going to think back to that time that they were friends with you who professed Christ? And they're like, they never told me Mm -hmm. that they're like, I should have done this or that this wasn't the truth or they never challenged me. And Mm -hmm. I don't know about y'all, but I even feel like in just in regular friendships nowadays, like if I'm not like getting a healthy rebuke, every once in a while and i'm not being made to feel uncomfortable or challenged then like are we even really friends yeah totally you know (laughs) like i need that and you'll go crazy you'll think that you're always right you'll think all this stuff and you'll start being boastful yeah you're not like centered in reality you know yeah so true but kind of like what you were talking about earlier with uh why do I keep losing my train of thought? It's my pregnancy. But it's transferring over. <laughs> oh yeah, so like you're you're like people being like, oh wait, what what did what are you a part of? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like that happens when you start preaching the gospel and yeah. talking to people about it. Then they're like, wait, wait, no, no, we're fine with you being a Christian until it calls me higher. Yeah. 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 Until uh, you're next to me and I, I, I feel uncomfortable because of all the light that's in within mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Every stuff, time, so. yeah. I think, I think like, when you're uncomfortable, it, like, causes you to grow. Like, Leon's saying, like, it's, like, just another way. Of, it's, like, a softer way of saying that you're being challenged and you mm-hmm. don't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just, it's so good. Like, especially, like, 
just circling all the way back to like everything that we've just been through it with COVID and like being so separated and all of these things like that's why it's like crucial now more than ever to like open your door have people come in and then and then be okay with challenging them like Mm -hmm. you don't have to have like years and years of friendship like it doesn't have to be Lee and I where like just now I can challenge her like Mm -hmm. it's that's not how it is you know like if you see if you see something in someone you can call that out Mm -hmm. and you can challenge it and you can do that in your home where it's like safe and it's full of the Lord and like you've you've created an atmosphere where the Lord is residing yeah Mm -hmm. so when they already come into it you're like more prepared to just be like hey look at my friend he's here Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know he's in this room let's and let's talk about these things let's let's be challenged let's grow and let's be uncomfortable together yeah and we'll yeah. walk through it because yeah. that suicide one is what really wakes people up because th- that's real to them right mm-hmm. like if you rebuke someone for their sin right like like to them like oh well, what is sin even real like what, what the heck totally. but but we know that s- sin will kill you mm-hmm. and it's worse than physical death mm-hmm. and and so in order for us to actually love people, we we have to get real with them. We have to yeah. bring things up. Do you even love them if you don't? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't yeah. really love someone. Circling all the way back to the yeah. beginning of our podcast, it's the same with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that was like part of the thing you were asking us is like about communication and like ministering to husbands and your children even. Mm-hmm. Like all of those things are going to circle around and be a, like triggered at do if you if you really love them you will call them higher Mm -hmm. and Mm. and it's the same with your spouse it's the same with your kids it's the same with people in your home like and the people you meet like in the ethan is the best person about this even people in stores he can like honor them but also rebuke them Mm. and and then you're like did they just get saved like (laughs) slapped or saved every time he's the best at it but it's because it's so it is very intentional and it's like just thinking through those things and like always caring about people's eternity more than their feelings mm-hmm. even if you don't know them so. at the same time of being super encouraging yeah ethan is yeah he's so. yes yeah he's so sweet i don't even know him that well but i just i'm like ah, i feel better just seeing his face pop up on facebook <laughs> like <laughs> one time we went to a christmas in a park and we left it like it was like just like the lights and stuff you know and we left and ethan went and found um one of the workers at the park like the college station park committee guy <laughs> and he was like hey did you like help create this and the guy's like yeah and Ethan's like i wanted you to know that this is beautiful wow like this wow. is like the like the way the lawn looks the way the lights are like the way everything's spaced out and that guy was like thanks no one's ever thanks <laughs> and, <laughs> but that's who ethan is like at a grocery store he yeah. not that this is about ethan but this is my favorite story ever he told me <laughs> we, we went really early in the morning so everything had been stocked from the night before you know and it was all perfectly aligned everything looked great and so we're like checking out and ethan's like can i talk to your manager and obviously everyone's like always like oh no god what happened you know and yeah. ethan's like I yeah and so they they brought the manager over and ethan was just like i just want to tell you whoever's like on your night crew like y'all need to honor them because this is like it gave me chills it was so beautiful like wow. and it really did because that ministers to ethan like yeah. the tidiness just ministers to him <laughs> so much and and it really legit gave him chills the way every can of corn said whole kernel corn in the same direction <laughs> like it just like blew him away and so and that's who Ethan is. He's an encourager. Like yeah. he was like, and now you need to go encourage your employees because yeah. they did a great job. That's awesome. So do you guys have any like last things that you just want to get off your heart that the Holy Spirit is just speaking to say to all of the millions of people? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, follow Harvest Podcast. No. <laughs> well, I was going to ask y'all about that. <laughs> but... Shameless. To the millions. Shameless. No, I'm just kidding. We got yeah. anything? Um, so I just finished reading Hind's Feet on High Places after years so of people telling me I should read it. Mm. And it was beautiful. I like wept, cr- like just reading page after page after page. If you haven't read it, I highly suggest it. Um, the main character is a girl. That doesn't mean you shouldn't read it. <laughs> Still it's, read it. It's so good. It's so good. Um, Some guys read captivating just to like try to understand. There I guess. you go. That's <laughs> right. There's another book that's like the Wild at Heart. That somebody yeah. just told me they're like you need to read that. I'm like man, I haven't heard about that book since college. It's it describes good. Ryan. I have four. Well, yeah, I got four little <laughs> mini Ryans that I'm trying to grow up. Uh, so I probably should. It'd read probably that. be good. But um, this book is all about this this character who's like wanting to be on the high places and she can't Mm. yet until the shepherd like pulls her like pushes her encourages her to a challenge that she doesn't think she can face Mm -hmm. and then she's like really like regretful through some of it like basically suffering after suffering presents itself and she is like questioning why every single time but every single time she like pushes through it takes some time there's like it's not a beautiful like Victoria's story like mm-hmm. chapter by chapter mm. but she pushes through all the, of these sufferings and these these hard trials and these tribulations and every time she like makes an altar to the Lord and like thanks him like okay mm. like Lord you help me through this I trust you more than I did before I'm gonna walk on and she like grabs a stone from the ground where she put the altar and then she's got like this bag at the end of it she's got this bag of stones and they're just like you know brown and I'm just like in my imagination like just yeah. stones they're just pebbles yeah. no, nothing beautiful about it um, some are kind of jagged and ugly even. And then she gets to the high place and the, she like pours out the rocks at some point. I'm like, I don't remember exactly what happens in the end, how the stones turn, but they, they turn into, um, jewels and mm-hmm. gems. And actually every suffering presented it like a, a jewel in her crown when the wow. Lord like gave her. And I was like, Lord, like every trial that comes into my life, I am so quick. Mm-hmm to not like look to you and say like, thank you for the the opportunity to suffer. Mm. Like, let me suffer well. Like I want to suffer well because you suffered well. You know, it like takes me a minute to get there. Yeah. Kind of like the girl in the story. It takes her a minute to, <laughs> to get there. Um, but it just has like this beautiful picture in my mind of like what we actually, what the Lord is calling us to daily. And it's not all like wonderful and easy and yeah. up on a high place all the time with Jesus. Like that's not what our life with him looks like. He actually will call us down into the valley and it will feel far away from him. But we have an opportunity mm-hmm. to serve him and suffer well than to build that that testimony mm-hmm. that it's going to speak to somebody else eventually too, mm-hmm. you know. And it honors him and it glorifies him in a way that there's um, there's some real validity to it there. Yeah. It's like easy to praise him on a high place when things are good and you're close, yeah. you know? That makes me think of the, uh, I think it's a book, it's called the, uh, the Shepherd's Take on Psalm 23, I think. Okay. And it talks about how, like, in uh, the Middle East, where the, like, where the, um, where the green grass is, uh-huh. is, is higher up because, I forget exactly why, but it's higher up. And in order to get there, the shepherd has to take, the sheep through the valley Mm -hmm, and that's where all the predators are to be able to get up to the to the top ryan may have read that book you may want to talk to him about it he pulled some really cool things about like um even like just the biblical imagery of like 
uh, walking through valleys and the, 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 my, my sheep will know my voice or whatever mm-hmm. and how that actually really does happen. Mm-hmm. Like there are things that happen in those low places on purpose that shepherds do so that when they are on the journey up to the high place that the sheep like wanted to follow easily. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I can't remember <laughs> like he remembers, but I just, I'm like, that triggered something. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, so, uh, where can we find y'all's podcast? Um, on Anchor. Anchor or Apple or Spotify. And it's just the Harvest Podcast. No, it's the just Harvest Podcast. Harvest Podcast. Harvest. Yeah. Harvest.podcast. Oh, not the Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's right. the Walmart. Or the Buckle. <laughs> it's like a long standing joke on our podcast because Leanne one time was like, I need to go to the store. Like the Buckle. <laughs> and I was like, mm, it's just Buckle. So she's like, forever, you're a grandmother now. You Actually, say Ethan was the one that said that I on know, me. Ethan. So we'll, we'll put uh, we'll put links to y'all's show in the description, cool. uh, awesome. both on the audio and the video and stuff like that. But you guys are awesome. Thanks you're for awesome. Having us. Thanks for having <laughs> us. And you're awesome, Caleb. Caleb, do you want to give Sweet us Connor. kind of a rundown of what we talked about? Yeah. A little recap. Um, so what I love is that um, you guys were just pouring into the concept of we don't have to be perfect and perfectionism really does not work um i personally can struggle with that a lot um but it doesn't work and in that we're called to submit because we're not perfect we're not called to be god we're called to submit to god Mm -hmm. and um through that we're called to submit to people that god has placed over us Mm -hmm. whether it be a husband a um a friend a pastor Mm -hmm. um just whoever it may be um I personally, uh, I won't go into all the details because that would not be honoring, but I had to do some forgiving of someone that God has placed over me, and I had the option to just like separate from that relationship, and that would be the easy thing to do. Totally. But if we're called to submit, then we're called to stick through it. Mm -hmm. We're called to uh, pursue that relationship and to forgive. And so I think it was so cool where it was like, okay, I've been learning about this and this, and that's exactly what you guys talked about. That's awesome. Um, And so we're called to submit, and through submission, we're called to be in community. That's what God has called us to do. Mm -hmm. We're called to love each other as opposed to push each other away. Mm. We're called to um, suffer and actually go through things, Mm -hmm. and we're called to live out the gospel and share the gospel. And that's kind of all the things you guys talked about, and it all fits in what God has told us to submit to. Mm. And the reason we have to submit is because we are not perfect. We are not God. Yeah. Boom. Go to creativecurious.com, sign up for our newsletter. We got extra stuff coming out. So, uh, you know, you, you don't want to miss out on that. It's called Curious Connect. Come on, creativecurious.com uh, and the Har- uh, Harvest Podcast yeah, link will be <laughs> in the description. <laughs> But we will see you guys Thursday. We have to, we have Brandon and uh, Chris coming on. Okay, see you later. <laughs>